Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day, welcome to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. My name's Dave and I've got my temporary, almost permanent sidekick, our <laughs> producer Jude Hennessy with me again today. Where's Dodsey? Two weeks in a row, mate. I'm joining you again. Where's Dodsey? Well, he's he's still having a well-earned break. He's a man, as we say, in much demand and very busy at Christmas time. So you've got me again. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I've got a pass mark for last week. Yeah, we had a great time last week. It's going to be a cricket-free zone this week. As much as that hurts me, Jude... It's fair enough. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who love cricket, but I would understand if there were people out there listening to you and me each week, they'd be going, mate, these guys, all they ever do is talk about cricket. So it's cricket-free zone from now on. Seriously, dude, it's great to have you here, mate. Christmas for me, as I'm getting older, it's a very special time. It becomes more special as the years roll on, spending time with my family. Yep. What about yourself, mate? How's Christmas preps going? Mate, I love Christmas. As you say, it's always fantastic to get together with family, and I can go a, a fair amount of time without seeing some members of my family just because of where we live. And so Christmas is a really precious time, not only for the reason that the season exists, but just for the reason, too, that we get family together. I'm sure, sure you're the same. Yeah, dude, couldn't agree more, mate. You know, only three days till Christmas, Dave. You got all your shopping done? Shopping? I'll yeah. have to Google that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You enjoy it as much as me. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Let's talk about cricket again instead. No, no, Jude. We promised we wouldn't. Okay. Well, what do we got on the show then? We've got heaps of great music on the show, as usual, handpicked by our sound guru, Rachel. She does a good job. Yeah, she does a good job indeed. We've got our regular segments, Sister Hilda Scott, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Dr. Byron and Fran Parola. Robert Falzon, founder of the Men Alive movement. Also, Trish McCarthy with her Milk and Honey segment. And he's a lovely fella, Pete Gilmore, living the gospel. We've also got Bishop Peter Ingham on the show today, giving his Christmas message for everyone out there in the Illawarra. That'll be first up in the show. I can't wait to hear that. Well, let's get on with the show. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Hi there, I'm Bishop Peter Ingham. You know, we all love the wonder of Christmas. When we stop and we enjoy precious time with those who are dear to us, we give gifts to remind us that our loving God gave the precious gift of his son Jesus to the whole world. Jesus comes to us in complete vulnerability as a little baby born in poverty in a stable. And our loving God sends his son Jesus to save us from our own sin and selfishness, to invite us to know and live a better way of life where we show the results of being gifted with the Spirit of Jesus. And it comes out in ways like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, trustfulness, gentleness and self-control. Be aware that you and I can turn to the Lord Jesus at any time and share our joys and sorrows. So this Christmas, when you and I are giving or receiving gifts, or when we see the joy on someone's face, think of God's gift to you and me. Think of the joy the peace of mind and heart that God offers us through Jesus and take some time to have a chat to God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. And don't forget those who are in need this Christmas. I pray that Christmas brings you and your loved ones many blessings which will flow over into the new year. God bless you and have a happy season. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au And now, inspiring you to dream. He's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Do you ever find yourself driving along the road and suddenly you arrive at your destination and it seems that you don't recall turning right 
or going over the bridge or through the intersection. Now I'm not talking about memory here, but that is definitely a factor at times for all of us. Today as I drove, I was taking a hands-free call from a colleague, planning my morning meeting, remembering my wife's birthday next week and actually being very focused on some things to prepare for the day. I was very focused on my day and then suddenly I arrived at my destination. Life's pretty busy, isn't it? And perhaps your car is your office sometimes too. When I was young, I'd get in my car and drive places just for fun, for entertainment, to fill in my time. I guess life wasn't as busy as it is right now. Have you noticed that sometimes the hardest thing to do is just be present wherever you are, to be fully aware and conscious of what and who is around you? We might think we're multitasking, but in reality, we are doing many things with less accuracy or thoughtfulness. We're called to be present in the world, in our relationships, with Christ, with ourselves, with others, and with the incredible world that we live in. Next time you walk outside, look up and see the blue or cloudy sky. Literally, smell the roses. When you kiss your wife goodbye, be there in that moment, not thinking ahead to what you need to do next. The more we focus on being present in our lives, the more we will be aware of God's amazing presence in our lives because he's in every blue sky, every morning kiss, and every step we take. Don't miss it. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Just then we heard Bruce Downs, The Catholic God, and what better way to open up the show than a Christmas message from Bishop Ingham. A few weeks ago on the show, Dave, we had Paul Mason on and come and talk about the, the Lift Up Your Hearts National Liturgy Conference. And I've got a bit of a call out now for some volunteers who, uh, who might want to help out with that conference, which is running from Wednesday the 15th to Saturday the 18th of, of January. Got over 500 people coming to this conference in Wollongong now, which is all about liturgy, all about worship, and how to make our, our worshipping communities vibrant places. So if you'd like to give a hand with that as a volunteer and grab yourself a Lift Up Your Hearts t-shirt, morning tea, lunch, and afternoon tea on the day you're volunteering, and an entry for two to the conference sessions on the day that you're volunteering, all you've got to do is contact Helen Bennett, the Executive Assistant at the Office of the Bishop, on 4222-2403, or email Helen at helen.bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T, at dow.org.au. Great opportunity there for people who want to volunteer at what will be a fantastic event with people from all around Australia coming to the Illawarra. Sounds like it's going to be awesome, Jude. And as well, if people want full details of the conference or even online registration, etc., it's available at www.liftupyourhearts.com.au. That's all the W's, liftupyourhearts.com.au. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. It's almost Christmas and I've been thinking about what I could give you, the listeners. It's a natural thing to do at Christmas time. And over these months of giving you these reflections, program after program, I've often wondered about, about you, about who you are and what you do and what burdens fill your heart and whether or not any of these reflections have helped in any way to lighten your load and bring you closer to the God who so longs to come close to you. I pray for you all the time. I remember you before our God, each one of you, even though I don't know who you are. 
So that now Christmas is coming, I find myself, as I said, wondering what I could give you. And this is what I've come up with. At about 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve, at our Abbey, we have a special service that goes for a couple of hours. Our church is all in darkness, except for a little light that illumines the crib underneath the altar. The floor of the crib is packed thickly with straw and dead grass from the paddock. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hide something for each of you in the straw. It'll be the fruit of my own prayer for you. You can retrieve it on Christmas morning by sitting quietly wherever you are. Just ask God to pass the gift on to you. He'll do it. For some of you, I'm placing a blessing of forgiveness so that you can get through Christmas those difficult and painful relationships. For some, I'm praying a blessing of new life so that the last year need not wreck the new untried one. For some, I'm praying a blessing of easing of memories so that you can leave those memories that usually destroy your peace behind in the straw. For others, I'm praying a blessing for your aching heart. The gentle breeze of comfort might wrap itself around you and caress the part of your heart that hurts most. For others, I'm praying a specially tailored blessing because there's something that the rest of the world does not know. You can't tell them. And so you can't access the usual kind of blessings because, hey, it lies deep inside you, buried and unacknowledged. But you know about it. And the gift in the straw is for you. There are more. I promise you there's a gift for each one of you. Claim it. I want you to have it. And here's another promise for you. I have, ever since I started these radio reflections, remembered you all before God each morning at 4am when we rise to pray. In 2014, I intend to keep doing just that. May you and all you love find peace in his loving presence this Christmas. God bless you all. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Just then we had one of my favourite ladies in the world, Sister Hilda, with Wisdom from the Abbey. Yeah, she's fantastic, isn't she? Coming up now, though, we've got an interview that we've done with a guy called Steve Tui. And Steve is the manager, the national manager, of the Youth Mission Team. Now, the Youth Mission Team gets groups of young people together and they go to various locations all around Australia and they have a year of evangelisation. Evangelisation in our own culture, which is just brilliant. So we've had the opportunity to talk to Steve, see some of the things that the Youth Mission Team do, and also to speak to a number of the guys who've been part of the Youth Mission Team this year and have a bit of a chat to them about what it's been like to have a year of mission. Sounds great, Jude. Let's get into it. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. My name's Louisa Court. I'm 20 years old. I've just done a year of youth mission team based in Perth. I'm from Ingadine originally. Now, Louisa, it's a, it's a big decision to go and do something like you've just done, a year of mission with the church. What's been some of the things that you've got out of it for your, your own growth? Uh, well, the year on team 
it's really interesting because we go on to obviously with the purpose of serving the Lord and building his kingdom and building the church. But yeah, you do get a lot of, out of it for your own personal growth. You're living in household with people. Uh, so you learn a lot of skills just in relating to one another. Also in relating to, to students in schools, relating to them in a school setting. Also, it just establishes a, like a daily prayer routine. So we go to mass every day on team and we're encouraged to pray daily. So just establishing that is really important for your own spiritual growth as well, which is really cool. Louisa, I know over in Perth, you've seen over 4,000 kids in the course of the year, 4,000 young people. What's it feel like knowing that you've had an impact on, on the lives of those kids, some of them really significantly? It's absolutely incredible. It's something that's really, really difficult to actually get a grasp on in your mind and to actually understand. I think um, I kind of uh, had this moment, I suppose, towards the end of the year where I got an email from a student that we'd seen at the school who basically said, you know, I heard your story and it absolutely changed my life. And in just hearing that one thing from that one girl, that's enough, you know. To have had that much of an impact on one person is enough. Uh, and to know that our work has probably had an impact on, on more people in a similar way is, uh, is incredible, incredible. Louisa, thank you for your year of service in, uh, in, in looking after so many young people and thanks for joining us on the journey. No worries, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Genevieve Schaefer. I'm 19 years old. I'm from Melbourne and I've just finished a year of youth mission team being based in Wollongong. Genevieve, how does a girl like you make a decision to go and spend 12 months of their their life when they're 19 years old working for the church and letting other people know about Jesus? I knew that after I finished high school, I didn't want to go straight into uni because a lot of people do, like it's just a thing that they do. I wanted to do something different for the first thing and I knew that YMT, it was different, like it's not just what you'd call your regular gap year. It's a bit different, it's it's a bit more radical, you've got this, this whole lifestyle you're living, being single for the year and everything. And I, that was really appealing to me. And um, also because the YMT had made such a difference in my life, I wanted to kind of do the same for others because like, I'm a cradle Catholic and I'm so grateful to my parents for kickstarting my faith. But um, really meeting the team myself when I was younger really helped to set my faith on fire and just tell me to understand things so much more and just be really passionate about my faith. And I thought that if I could do something similar for other people, that would be something really amazing, just, you know, going into schools and spreading that message and, you know, because um, so many children these days, so many kids, you know, they can be a bit lost or they just don't really know where they stand in regards to their faith. And so it's so good to be able to go into the schools and just be like, hey, and, and share things and have a great time. Um, it's something that I wanted to do and it was something a bit different. So I think that's what really, really what drew me to team in the first place. And I think that it was a pretty good decision looking back on the year. Hi, my name is Thomas James Heffernan. I'm 22 years old and I've just spent two years on the youth mission team. My first year was in Wollongong and my second year, just this past year, I've just spent serving in Perth. Now, Tom, I know your friends call you TJ. I'm going to call you TJ. You've just had an amazing two years where you've seen lots and lots of young people. What do you hope has been the impact of, of your engagement with those young people? Well, my call for team was uh, happened very long time ago and so... My hope comes really from that and it is to see young Australians in this world come out of a a spiralling negative culture and to really come to know in a very personal way Christ. Mate, that's a great outcome if that's what you're leading young people to. But obviously for yourself too, um, the two years that you've had would be really formative for yourself. So while you've been serving other people, what are some of the things that you've got out of being on team that you'll take into your future now as you head back into you know, doing some study and doing some work and whatever else? It's been a really amazing two years of growth for me. I started as a um, 19-year-old, was, um, very mature, and as I've grown in maturity, I've been able to 
know myself more and be confident more in myself more fully. In the time of ministry, I've developed some real strong leadership skills. I've been able to work on being able to speak to large crowds and we also run youth groups. So I've been able to work on one-on-one talking with people and being able to communicate effectively and really show love to other people in an incredible way. It's also set me up incredibly for um, my future. Uh, For example, next year I'm going to go and start studying a bachelor degree in sound production and without youth mission team it wouldn't have given me the skills and the confidence that I've had to be able to even apply and I feel confident that all the skills that I've learned over these years will help me in all the different areas that I'm doing including study, if I move on to different ministry, um, whether I'm called to priesthood or marriage, I'm sure that all of those will be really helped by all the skills and things that I've learned throughout these past two years. TJ, thanks very much for your years of service and thanks for joining us on the journey. Thank you. God bless, Jude. I'm here with Steve Tui, who's the National Director of Youth Mission Team Australia. Thanks for joining us on the journey, Steve. Thanks, Jude. Great to be here. Mate, you've got a lot of fantastic young people here at the moment who are just coming off a year of service on team. You've now been involved in this for many, many years. Can you tell us a little bit about Youth Mission Team, its history, and and how it's reached the point it has today? I know that's a hard job, but can you do that for us really quickly? Thanks, Jude. Yeah, the Youth Mission Team's been operating in Australia for 28 years. We've just come off the back of our 28th year with teams operating in Sydney, Perth, Melbourne, and Wollongong. We've had about 330 uh, young people serve either a year or more uh, over that 28-year history. And mate, that's a, that's a lot of years and a lot of people that have given a year of service and a lot of kids that they must have seen in that period of time too. What's your motto and, and what do you really hope comes about from the work of these young people volunteering their time and their, and their skills and, and, and all of their efforts over, over the course of that 28 years? Our motto, Jude, is uh, Hope for Young Australians and it's about giving an opportunity for young people in the school system right across the country a chance to, uh, to make a decision for Christ. Uh, firstly, a, a reason for them to consider that and then the opportunity to actually make that decision. Steve, you've been doing this for many years. What's the strength in having young people who know Christ and love Christ evangelising other young people? Jude, uh, I went through 13 years of uh, Catholic schooling. I went to excellent Catholic schools, but it probably wasn't until uh, my year 11, uh, my year of year 11 that I first uh, heard the gospel being presented and uh, it was actually through the youth mission team that I encountered that uh, sense of the gospel and I've got no doubt now looking back that it wasn't that I hadn't heard the gospel and it had it certainly had been presented in my younger years but it was because I'd seen and experienced it in the lives of young people that I could relate to that made all the difference for me. Steve, I hear stories time and time again about how effective young people in the youth mission team are at drawing other young people into, into a knowledge of, of Christ and in a relationship with Christ. What makes them so effective? I think, Jude, uh, young people have a genuine desire for the truth and uh, they're longing for that. And at times they don't always see uh, in organised religion. Uh, they see through some of the external observance of religion without necessarily connecting or understanding at the heart of it is a relationship with Christ. And I think young people are powerful influences in that because they're giving witness not to the practice of a religion so much as giving witness to the encounter of a person. And um, young people today aren't naturally hardened toward the gospel. They really just don't have a credible reason to believe. And it's our team members that are just being themselves, uh, honestly sharing their encounter with young people that, that provides that credible reason for the, for the students themselves to reconsider some of the choices they've made and to even open their heart to the possibility that God could in fact be there for them, uh, loving them unconditionally. Steve, a gap year has become a really common thing amongst young people in Australia. 
Why should young people consider doing a gap year and making the youth mission team that gap year? Gee, we're living in one of the, uh, the most blessed nations in the world and uh, we've never had it this good, in fact, in terms of the economy. Uh, just our general quality of life is just so tremendous. We've got resources around us and I think it's an opportunity in this, for this generation to really stand up and to make a contribution to those who may have um, a real wealth of, of assets around them but don't necessarily have a spiritual depth. It's about ministering to that spiritual need as opposed to a material need. Steve, you and the young people that you lead really are all about bringing hope to young Australians. Mate, thanks for joining us on the journey and we wish you all the very best success next year and no doubt you'll have lots and lots of young people keen to join the youth mission team in 2014. Thanks so much, Jude. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I'll tell you what, Jude, they sound like great young people. How generous giving a year of your life up to do missionary work, talking about Jesus to other young people. It's really amazing. It is amazing. And when you see the vibrancy of these young people, and I was really privileged to meet them, you get a real sense of of just how effective they must be when they're going into schools and when they're running missions and retreats and events all around the country. You get a sense of how effective they must be in engaging with other young people about how awesome Jesus is. So well done to them. It's It's a big step to take a year out of your life and do that. And congratulations to them. I'm sure they'll be deeply blessed and and more power to Steve Tui and the youth mission team for all the work they do. Let's hope that they get a, a big bunch of, of people doing it in, in 2014, eh? Yeah, 2014, here we come for the youth mission team. It's the journey on Pulse 94.1. Bethel coming up with Chasing You. Then we'll have Trish McCarthy. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Have you ever wondered what you're made of? Well, put very simply, we are a masterpiece of chemical elements, minerals and vitamins. There is more to it than this. But for the purpose of today, I want to highlight and maybe even challenge how we fuel our bodies. If a car engine was made for fuel, you wouldn't put dishwashing liquid in it and expect it to run smoothly. However, this is a demand we often place on our bodies and we wonder why it breaks down. We've been created in magnificent balance of simple elements most of which are in harmony with the very makeup of our entire universe. Considering our bodies are comprised in the vicinity of between 60 and 70% water, I invite you to write down all the things you have eaten in the last 24 hours. Be honest, no one will see. Now circle all the things that are water-based foods, for example fruits, vegetables, soup, water, but don't include things like coffee or alcohol or soft drinks due to their negative effect on the water balance in your body. Of the foods you circled, at a glance, what percentage of your daily diet is water-based? 50%? 80%? 10%? Most of us walk around in a state of dehydration, and yet our bodies require water to function at the most basic level. A remarkable thing about our bodies is they are very forgiving. But why not give it some love today? Ease the pressure and include two extra water-rich meals today. Every great journey starts with one small step. This is Trish for your weekly dose of milk and honey. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about the compatibility myth. There's really no such thing as two people being perfectly compatible. To start with, each person is incredibly complex. There's going to be something in their character that turns up sometime during the marriage that doesn't mesh with our soulmate expectation. 
It may be an attitude to an aspect of parenting or caring for aged parents, or something that just doesn't come on the radar in the dating period, because it's not part of our life at that time. Sometimes there are attitudes and beliefs of which even the individual is unaware until they pop up into their life, such as being confronted by an ethical dilemma at work. So it's just impossible to know or anticipate all these intricacies about our spouse's personality before marriage. Secondly, life changes us. The reality is, Francine is actually a very different person to the 21-year-old I married. Our life has been through many changes, five children, we've matured as individuals. The truth is, neither of us are the same as the day we got married. We are both changing daily in our experiences of our lives. So no matter how well a relationship starts out, no matter how compatible we think we are when we begin, life and marriage will always have its challenges as we grow and change. And through that, we learn different ways and new ways to love each other. This is what makes marriage hard. It's also what makes it wonderful. Marriage is a vehicle for personal transformation. When we'd rather just walk away, the marriage commitment holds us in relationship so that love can do its alchemy, transforming us bit by bit from self-centred and self-serving to truly self-giving persons. We're Byron and Francine Parola, and for more tips to strengthen your marriage, visit smartloving.org. Our Smart Loving segment with the Parolas. Listen, just want to remind people of our Facebook page. You can go and have a look at that anytime and like us on Facebook. And if you do, we'll, uh, we'll read out some of the comments that we've got from time to time. You can also go to the Diocese of Wollongong website and go to radio.dow.org.au. Let you listen to all past shows, as does going to the Pulse website, pulse941.com.au. Hey Jude, here's an invitation to retired staff and partners of Catholic schools and the Wollongong Catholic Education Office mm-hmm. to attend the seventh annual social gathering. You ever been to one of these? No, I haven't, not yet. Well, it's at the Wollongong Golf Club, Coromel Street, Wollongong, Friday the 7th of February 2014, starts at 12 noon. It'll include an informal lunch and social gathering at Wollongong Golf Club to renew acquaintances, that's always a good thing, yeah. with former colleagues and their partners. Now, for more information or to confirm their attendance, Mr Jude Hennessy, who should they contact? John Tuberty on 4228-4474. That's 4228-4474. John always throws a very good event. I've been to a number of golf days that John has organised for various charities. Or they can contact Kate Quinn on 4234-1254. I am sure... Will be a fantastic afternoon for anyone who can attend. Coming up on The Journey, Living the Gospel with Pete Gilmore. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. One of the great stories in Jesus' life was early in his ministry when he was calling people to come follow him. Two of these guys, Andrew and James, were walking behind Jesus. I guess they were curious to see where he was going and what he was doing. After all, a great prophet, John the Baptist, had just said publicly that Jesus is the one we've all been waiting for. So at one point, Jesus stops, he turns around and he asks them, what are you looking for? What a fantastic question. It's the perfect question. How often do we end up in a bad situation, down a bad track, and we ask ourselves, how on earth did I get here? What we search for, we will find. So in your decisions today, What are you looking for? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for acceptance? Are you looking for fun? Are you looking for God? I pray that we would become aware of the things that drive us so that we can live with passion and with purpose. God bless. Our usual segment, Living the Gospel, with the very likable Mr. Pete Gilmore. 
That's just about it for another week, Dave. Only three days out from Christmas. It's been a, a very big year for us on the journey. Have you enjoyed it, mate? I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you very much, Jude. And I must say, it's almost over and out for the year. How quickly has it flown by? Yeah, it's flown by very quickly, mate, hasn't it? It's been a wonderful ride for us, kicking off the journey halfway through the year and making it all the way through to Christmas unscathed. And I'd just like to put a couple of thank yous out there. First of all, to, to Josh at the station and all the guys from Pulse 94.1. Also to Bishop Peter Ingham and everyone at the office of the Bishop for getting right behind the journey. It's getting picked up and listened to in lots and lots of places and there's even a few other Christian radio stations around the joint that would be keen to pick up the content which is uh, which is absolutely brilliant. So thanks very much for all you've done Dave to make the first half of the year go so smoothly. Absolute pleasure and I must say thank you to Dodsey as well. He can't be here, he's in his chalet in Monaco I think it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a big thanks to you Dodsey, it's been a lot of fun indeed. Yeah he's done a great job. Make sure you listen to the summer series of The Journey and that's over January with a best of selection from shows throughout the year. Jude. That's right mate, it means you and Dodsey can really both have a break over January. Now sound editor Rachel and myself will be putting together a series of shows that we'll call The Journey Summer Series which will have excerpts from lots of interviews that we've done through the year and some more great music and lots of the inputs that we've had from our regular presenters so have a nice month off mate as you lead over January and we expect to see you back on deck in February full steam ahead for 2014 have a happy and holy Christmas day everybody remember the reason for the season Jesus check out the times of services in your area and remember to say a prayer with or for those you love on Christmas day fantastic good on you Dave have a great Christmas mate all the best to you and your family Mr Hennessy On behalf of Dodsey and myself, have yourselves a great Christmas and a great New Year. And be sure to tune in again throughout 2014. See ya. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into the journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org. Don't you?